Repeal of Anti-Miscegenation Laws, 1948-1967 In 1948, the California Supreme Court ruled in Perez v. Sharp, 1948, that the California anti-miscegenation laws violated the 14th Amendment to the United States Constitution, the first time since Reconstruction that a state court declared such laws unconstitutional, and making California the first state since Ohio in 1887 to overturn its anti-miscegenation law. The case raised constitutional questions in states which had similar laws, which led to the repeal or overturning of such laws in 14 states by 1967. 16 states, mainly southern states, were the exception. In any case, in the 1950s the repeal of anti-miscegenation laws was still a controversial issue in the U.S., even among supporters of racial integration. In 1958, the political theorist Hannah Arendt, a Jewish refugee from Nazi Germany, who escaped from Europe during the Holocaust, wrote in an essay in response to the Little Rock Crisis, the civil rights struggle for the racial integration of public schools which took place in Little Rock, Arkansas, in 1957, that anti-miscegenation laws were an even deeper injustice than the racial segregation of public schools. The free choice of a spouse, she argued in Reflections on Little Rock, was an elementary human right, even political rights, like the right to vote and nearly all other rights enumerated in the Constitution, are secondary to the inalienable human rights to life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness proclaimed in the Declaration of Independence, and to this category the right to home and marriage unquestionably belongs. Arendt was severely criticized by fellow liberals, who feared that her essay would arouse the racist fears common among whites and thus hinder the struggle of African Americans for civil rights and racial integration. Commenting on the Supreme Court's ruling in Brown v. Board of Education of Topeka against de jure racial segregation in education, Arendt argued that anti-miscegenation laws were more basic to racial segregation than racial segregation in education. Arendt's analysis of the centrality of laws against interracial marriage to white supremacy echoed the conclusions of Gunnar Myrdal. In his essay Social Trends in America and Strategic Approaches to the Negro Problem, 1948, Myrdal ranked the social areas where restrictions were imposed by Southern whites on the freedom of African Americans through racial segregation from the least to the most important, jobs, courts and police, politics, basic public facilities, social equality including dancing and handshaking, and most importantly, marriage. This ranking was indeed reflective of the way in which the barriers against desegregation fell under the pressure of the protests of the emerging civil rights movement. First, legal segregation in the army, in education and in basic public services fell, then restrictions on the voting rights of African Americans were lifted. These victories were ensured by the Civil Rights Act of 1964. But the bans on interracial marriage were the last to go, in 1967. Most Americans in the 1950s were opposed to interracial marriage and did not see laws banning interracial marriage as an affront to the principles of American democracy. A 1958 Gallup poll showed that 94% of Americans disapproved of interracial marriage. However, attitudes towards bans on interracial marriage quickly changed in the 1960s. By the 1960s, civil rights organizations were helping interracial couples who were being penalized for their relationships to take their cases to the Supreme Court. Since Pace v. Alabama, 1883, the Supreme Court had declined to make a judgment in such cases. But in 1964, the Warren Court decided to issue a ruling in the case of an interracial couple from Florida who had been convicted because they had been cohabiting. In McLaughlin v. Florida, 
the Supreme Court ruled that the Florida state law which prohibited cohabitation between whites and non-whites was unconstitutional and based solely on a policy of racial discrimination. However, the court did not rule on Florida's ban on marriage between whites and non-whites, despite the appeal of the plaintiffs to do so and the argument made by the state of Florida that its ban on cohabitation between whites and blacks was ancillary to its ban on marriage between whites and blacks. However, in 1967, the court did decide to rule on the remaining anti-miscegenation laws when it was presented with the case of Loving v. Virginia. Loving v. Virginia. In 1967, an interracial couple, Richard and Mildred Loving, successfully challenged the constitutionality of the ban on interracial marriage in Virginia. Their case reached the U.S. Supreme Court as Loving v. Virginia. In 1958, the Lovings married in Washington, D.C. to evade Virginia's anti-miscegenation law, the Racial Integrity Act. On their return to Virginia, they were arrested in their bedroom for living together as an interracial couple. The judge suspended their sentence on the condition that the Lovings leave Virginia and not return for 25 years. In 1963, the Lovings, who had moved to Washington, D.C., decided to appeal this judgment. In 1965, Virginia trial court judge Leon Bazile, who heard their original case, refused to reconsider his decision. Instead, he defended racial segregation, writing, Almighty God created the races white, black, yellow, Malay, and red, and placed them on separate continents, and but for the interference with his arrangement there would be no cause for such marriages. The fact that he separated the races shows that he did not intend the races to mix. The Lovings then took their case to the Supreme Court of Virginia, which invalidated the original sentence but upheld the state's Racial Integrity Act. Finally, the Lovings turned to the U.S. Supreme Court. The court, which had previously avoided taking miscegenation cases, agreed to hear an appeal. In 1967, 84 years after Pace v. Alabama in 1883, the Supreme Court ruled unanimously that the anti-miscegenation laws were unconstitutional. Chief Justice Warren wrote in the court majority opinion that Marriage is one of the basic civil rights of man, fundamental to our very existence and survival, to deny this fundamental freedom on so unsupportable a basis as the racial classifications embodied in these statutes, classifications so directly subversive of the principle of equality at the heart of the Fourteenth Amendment, is surely to deprive all the state citizens of liberty without due process of law. The Fourteenth Amendment requires that the freedom of choice to marry not be restricted by invidious racial discriminations. Under our Constitution, the freedom to marry, or not to marry, a person of another race resides with the individual and cannot be infringed by the state. The Supreme Court condemned Virginia's anti-miscegenation laws designed to maintain white supremacy. Later Events In 1967, 17 southern states plus Oklahoma still enforced laws prohibiting marriage between whites and non-whites. Maryland repealed its law at the start of Loving v. Virginia in the Supreme Court. After the Supreme Court ruling declaring such laws to be unconstitutional, the laws in the remaining 16 states ceased to be enforceable. Even so, it was necessary for the Supreme Court of Florida to issue a writ of mandamus in order to compel a Dade County judge to issue a marriage license to an interracial couple. Two justices of the court dissented from the issuance of the writ. Besides removing such laws from their statute books, a number of state constitutions were also amended to remove language prohibiting miscegenation, Florida in 1969, Mississippi in 1987, South Carolina in 1998, and Alabama in 2000. In the respective referendums, 52% of voters in Mississippi, 
62% of voters in South Carolina and 59% of voters in Alabama voted in favor of the amendments. In Alabama, nearly 526,000 people voted against the amendment, including a majority of voters in some rural counties. Three months after Loving v. Virginia, storybook children sung by Billy Vera and Judy Clay became the first romantic interracial duet to chart in the U.S. in 2009, Keith Bardwell, a justice of the peace in Robert, Louisiana, refused to officiate a civil wedding for an interracial couple. A nearby justice of the peace, on Bardwell's referral, officiated the wedding, the interracial couple sued Keith Bardwell and his wife Beth Bardwell in federal court. After facing wide criticism for his actions, including from Louisiana Governor Bobby Jindal, Bardwell resigned on November 3, 2009. As of February 3, 2021, Seven states still required couples to declare their racial background when applying for a marriage license, without which they cannot marry. The states are Connecticut, Delaware, Kentucky, Louisiana, Minnesota, since 1977, New Hampshire, and Alabama. In 2019, a Virginia law that required partners to declare their race on marriage applications was challenged in court. Within a week, the state's attorney general directed that the question be optional, and in October 2019, a U.S. district judge ruled the practice unconstitutional and barred Virginia from enforcing the requirement. In 2016, Mississippi passed a law to protect sincerely held religious beliefs or moral convictions. In September 2019, an owner of a wedding venue in Mississippi refused to allow a mixed-race wedding to take place in the venue, claiming the refusal was based on her Christian beliefs. After an outcry on social media and after consulting with her pastor, the owner apologized to the couple. Proposed Constitutional Amendments At least three attempts have been made to amend the U.S. Constitution to bar interracial marriage in the United States. In 1871, Rep. Andrew King, a Democrat of Missouri, proposed a nationwide ban on interracial marriage. King proposed the amendment because he feared that the 14th Amendment, ratified in 1868 to give ex-slave citizenship, the freedmen, as part of the process of Reconstruction, would someday render laws against interracial marriage unconstitutional, as it eventually did. In December 1912 and January 1913, Rep. Seaborn Roddenberry, a Democrat of Georgia, introduced a proposal in the House of Representatives to insert a prohibition of miscegenation into the U.S. Constitution. According to the wording of the proposed amendment, intermarriage between Negroes or persons of color and Caucasians within the United States is forever prohibited. Roddenberry's proposal was more severe because it defined the racial boundary between whites and persons of color by applying the one-drop rule. In his proposed amendment, anyone with any trace of African or Negro blood was banned from marrying a white spouse. Roddenberry's proposed amendment was a direct reaction to African-American heavyweight boxer Jack Johnson's marriages to white women, first to Etta Daria and then to Lucille Cameron. In 1908, Johnson had become the first black boxing world champion, having beaten Tommy Burns. After his victory, the search was on for a white boxer, a great white hope, to beat Johnson. Those hopes were dashed in 1910, when Johnson beat former world champion Jim Jeffries. This victory ignited race riots across America as frustrated whites attacked celebrating African Americans. Johnson's marriages to and affairs with white women infuriated some Americans, mostly white. In his speech introducing his bill before the United States Congress, Roddenberry compared the marriage of Johnson and Cameron to the enslavement of white women, and warned of future civil war that would ensue if interracial marriage was not made illegal nationwide. No brutality, no infamy, 
no degradation in all the years of southern slavery, possess such villainous character and such atrocious qualities as the provision of the laws of Illinois, Massachusetts, and other states which allow the marriage of the Negro, Jack Johnson, to a woman of Caucasian strain. Gentlemen, I offer this resolution, that the states of the Union may have an opportunity to ratify it, intermarriage between whites and blacks is repulsive and averse to every sentiment of pure American spirit. It is apparent and repugnant to the very principles of Saxon government. It is subversive of social peace. It is destructive of moral supremacy, and ultimately this slavery of white women to black beasts will bring this nation a conflict as fatal as ever reddened the soil of Virginia or crimsoned the mountain paths of Pennsylvania. Let us uproot and exterminate now this debasing, ultra-demoralizing, un-American and inhuman leprosy. Roddenberry's proposal of the anti-miscegenation amendment unleashed a wave of racialist support for the move, 19 states that lacked such laws proposed their enactment. In 1913, Massachusetts, which had abolished its anti-miscegenation law in 1843, enacted a measure, not repealed until 2008, that prevented couples who could not marry in their home state from marrying in Massachusetts. In 1928, Senator Coleman Blease, a Democrat of South Carolina proposed an amendment that went beyond the previous ones, requiring that Congress set a punishment for interracial couples attempting to get married and for people officiating an interracial marriage. This amendment was also never enacted. In 